Erin Phillips started 2017 as one of several women acknowledged for their prowess in one major sport and keen to test themselves in the new AFL women's competition. By the end of March, she was as widely known and admired in football and in the broader community as Paddy Dangerfield. Those who remembered the young Phillips play football in Adelaide weren't surprised by her all-conquering season. At 13, she was a highly skilled player with nowhere to go in the game she loved simply because she was female. She turned to basketball and became a star on the world stage. Welcome, Erin. It's been a whirlwind week for you. It has. It's been uh, amazing. It's kind of hard to digest everything that's happened. It's, but it's been a, been a wonderful ride for sure. Of course it has. There's the flag, mm. flag with Adelaide. There's the, uh, in traditional terms, the Norm Smith Medal, mm -hmm. the Brownlow Medal, the AFLPA Best Player of the Season Award, and the Goal of the Year. And, and of course, your club best and fairest. Yeah, I'm just blown away. It's kind of very, very surreal. Um, I was just happy to be a part of this league, be a part of the Adelaide Football Club, and to win a flag and uh, obviously those achievements is just, yeah, surreal. You won the Premiership in front of more than 15,000 at Metricon. Great crowd, and I was really pleased yeah. that given it was such a good season that it finished on a high note. That's obviously the highest, the, the, the greatest achievement for you. Is there one in a personal sense that stands above the rest? Oh, I mean, obviously, the, I guess, the Brownlow equivalent. Mm -hmm. the, uh, that was a very, very special night. And it just, just to be amongst all the girls in the same room, you know, the night was wonderful, the, the coral carpet. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a great night and to, you know, to win that award and, and first ever, I mean, it's very, very special. Did you enjoy the chance to dress up, to be, to do the glam, <laughs> the glam ride? Not really. No? <laughs> That's not really, um, it's not really me, but look, once, once in a while is okay, but there's, there's a lot of work that goes into getting ready for events like this, so... Yeah, I was, I was uh, really glad by the end of it when I could take the heels off, for sure. <laughs> Let's go back to when you were a kid, you were mm -hmm. 13. Brian Lake was in the offices recently and told me that there's an honour board at your junior football club where mm -hmm. Brett Ebert won the under-15 best and fairest mm -hmm. and you won the under-13 best and fairest and you were the only girl in that team? Yeah. Yeah, it was very special um, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, uh, Smosh West Lakes was my, my football club then. Um, a very, very special club to me because I never once felt like I was the only girl. Um, they made me feel like I was one of the boys. I mean, I was. I had a short haircut. Mm. Probably could mistake me for a boy. Often uh, opposition players thought I was a boy. They didn't realise I was a girl because of my short haircut. But um, they were just uh, so inclusive. Um, they made me feel, like I said, like I wasn't the odd one out. So literally no football for you from 13 to 31? Uh, besides the, um, the, the celebrity slowdown games that I, I would play, I played a couple of them, but yeah, that was it. Your old babysitter Mark Williams saw you play in those games. Mm -hmm. Mark Williams is the uh, teammate of your father at Port Adelaide and yep. the coach of Port's AFL Premiership team. Yep. Um, he used to babysit you, didn't he? Yeah, he, um, uh, he used to babysit us, well, my sisters and I as well. Um, in fact, he just had his uh, nose operated on, and so fresh out of the hospital, and uh, my sister Amy was a, a toddler, and was sitting on his lap, and 
uh, swayed and rocked right back and smacked him bang in the nose and uh, I think re-broke it, the poor guy. So, really? yeah, that's probably why he's, his nose looks a little crooked. <laughs> well, it hasn't affected his view of the Phillips family. Yeah. Tell me about the difficulties in committing to a season of Australian football, mm -hmm. which girls hadn't been able to do before, and, and meeting the obligations you had to your WNBA team in America. Yeah, so it kind of sat really nicely in the timing of the season. I'd, um, my season, the WNBA finishes around uh, October. So, you know, when I sat down and said to them, look, I'm going to be playing foot in the off-season, obviously there was a, a little bit of hesitation and uh, concern, but, look, they, they knew how important football has been uh, in my life, and so without giving me a 100% blessing... Um, you know, they said just come back healthy and um, and have hope for the best, which I have. WNBA championships and an Olympic final in mm -hmm. basketball. Where does the AFLW final sit with those? Yeah, uh, I get asked that question a lot, and I oh, think sorry. no, no, yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. I think um, it would be silly for me to say one's greater than the other mm. because they're mm. all very special in their own way. Uh, I think AFL being how big it is in this country um, obviously is very very special and it's obviously it's the first inaugural season so um, look it, it's it's right up there for me for sure. You, you tugged at the heartstrings in your acceptance speech for the best and fairest award mm -hmm. um, it was a great speech and particularly a tribute to your partner Tracy mm -hmm. uh, tell us what happened when you said to her that you wanted to explore the opportunity <laughs> to play footy in Australia. Yeah well I was waiting for her to to say you're joking surely you know surely you can't play footy you're 31 or along those lines but she was so so supportive and was like yep yep I know I know you've loved it it's been a part of your DNA I guess so um, she was only four, you know four months pregnant at the time mm. which meant you know the twins would have have to be just eight weeks um, until they flew from America yeah. to here so Unbelievably supportive. IVF? Yeah, yeah. IVF. Very, uh, a very hard and uh, stressful process, but um, you learn a lot about each other and, mm. yeah, you, you, you get a lot closer and we've been through, we've been through it all. She was an elite athlete too, a basketballer. Mm -hmm. How did you decide who carried the twins? Well, she was a little bit older than me um, and ready to, ready to give up. Uh, playing professional sport, and I was probably, you know, still not ready to, to carry. I try to, um, I try to spend my every day trying to stay in shape, and so, you know, I wasn't ready to 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 give up sport just yet to carry. But she was in a good place, and we we're in a good place to for her to carry. So, yeah, she she did she would have done she done a lot better than I will. Let's do, say that. Do you get up during the night? I know you you she's feeding, but yep. do you do you get up? Yep. Look, I get up when they, if the twins both wake up at the same time. Obviously, you know, for me, there's, obviously they're still uh, breastfeeding, so there's, there's not a lot I can do unless they both wake up mm. and there's two screaming kids. And, um, but look, early hours in the morning, yeah, I'm definitely up. That kiss, Erin, already an iconic <laughs> image. Um, there it is. Spontaneous? Just when they announced that you were the winner, that's just, you just did it automatically? Yeah. 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 Yep. She's my wife. It's yeah. simple. Like, 
just, yeah, just very, very natural. Yep. Just didn't really think about it. It sparked interesting reactions from commentators, including Caroline Wilson and Mark mm -hmm. Robinson. Do you guys occasionally feel that there's too much emphasis on sexuality rather than the skills of, uh, of the female players? Um, yes and no. I think we've, we've, um, but we've, we've been given a lot of support with how, how good this league's been and we've surprised a lot of people um, with how, how skillful these, these girls are. But I think it is an interesting topic um, to, like, to keep bringing up because, you know, um, you know, gay marriage is not legal in this country. It's, you know, AFL. It's, you know, it's the whole package. But no, I think I think there's more emphasis on the skill package. I think um, probably Tracy and I have um, probably opened up more conversations. Mm. I agree with that. Yeah. You were married in America. Mm -hmm. You can't. You couldn't have got married in Australia. Mm. What do you think of the government's stance on gay marriage in this country? I mean, I think there needs to be. It needs to be legal, um, and not from a selfish point of view. It's just a basic human rights point of view. Um, it's in America. I, I find it really funny when I come home to Australia, and it's it's a big deal because in America it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like we're a country that should be so far in advance with this, and the fact that we're still here, 2017, still debating it. Um, it's, it's disappointing, especially because the right to get married in my own country wasn't, wasn't available. But you've accelerated that discussion, haven't you? There's no question mm. about that. Yeah. And not, and not deliberately. No, just I because, understand. Just I know your in intention is to play footy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And just because Tracy and I are ourselves and, you know, we don't, we don't view ourselves and our relationship any different than my mum and dad's or my, my sisters and their husbands. I think it's naive in the extreme to think that there aren't gay players in the AFL. Mm. If one of them contacted you and said they wanted some advice about coming out, mm -hmm. A, would you be prepared to take the call and B, what would your advice be? Oh, absolutely, would love to take the call. My advice would be, be yourself. Just own who you are um, and don't, I guess, don't let outside influences affect your happiness. I think that's uh, the big thing is there's a lot of people worried about what other people think of them and I, I just, I don't worry about that stuff. Tracy and I definitely don't worry. When we come back Erin, more of Open Mic but with a unique twist. Welcome back to Open Mic, fathers and daughters style. Erin's father Greg is a Port Adelaide and Collingwood legend. Kate Sheehan, my daughter, ruptured her anterior cruciate ligament in her first appearance with Collingwood in the women's competition. Tears for two old buggers. Welcome, Greg. Welcome, That's Kate. Right. Thanks, Dad. Uh, how long did it take you to muster the emotional strength to pull that crow's T-shirt on? Yeah, I didn't work for the first week, but uh, yeah, you definitely can't barrack for two teams in Adelaide. Uh, there's a fair bit of fickle supporters out there, but look, um, Adelaide were good enough to give me a T-shirt, and I thought, well, you know, I'm definitely going to get behind my daughter and support her. So. Um, uh, I thought, well, you know, the, the team's a team. You just can't be there seeing barrack for one person. So I was, I was pretty happy to just to put it on and show that, you know, show South Australia that I was behind the girls. And you know, it was a, it was a new era for the girls. So it was just great. I, I, I loved it. There was a lot of people give you a flack about it, but <laughs> that's that's what life's all about. So pick it up, Kate, and don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you played in eight premierships for the Port Adelaide Magpies. 
Yeah. Who's had a better career out of you? I never got a best on grand in the grand final anyway, so... You've got to answer the question, Greg. <laughs> Who's <No>. better? <laughs> All right, no, she is, no, without a doubt. I, she's been absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, get in her sport, you know, not only, not only football, she loved all sorts of sports, so I'm just glad, you know, the AFL's put together this women's side and made Erin's dream come true. When, when you had to tell Erin that football was now lost to her, at 13 or 14 or whatever it was, yeah. how did you feel then and what did you say to her? Yeah, it was, it was pretty hard, you know, because she was playing good footy and, you know, kicking three and four goals and, and a lot of talk around about, you know, the people watching and the clubs. Uh, you know, knew how good she was, so it was, uh, it was disappointing to say, well, her career was coming to an end, but, um, yeah, probably come to an end for a reason, and, you know, she's gone on and played basketball, and, and now she's had the, you know, the chance now to come back and play, play football again. Your coach, <laughs> uh, John Cale, yep. said publicly last year that Erin was the best 14-year-old player, male or female, he'd ever seen. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, I, I do. You know, I'm probably being biased, without a doubt, but, you know... Every opportunity that we had together, you know, after work or on weekends, you know, <laughs> Aaron was pulling the back of me jumpers, come on, Dad, let's go. So, you know, the, the amount of time that we spent together and, and uh, kicking the ball and, and uh, you know, learning our skills, uh, it, was, it, it, was a, it was something that I'll, you know, I'll hold in my heart all, all my life. And, um, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that, you know, uh, hand coordination, eye coordination of balance, you know, that she had it, you know, so... It was it was a, um, a bit of a no-brainer to me that you know that she was always going to be a good player. Erin, your sister Amy is married to Sean Burgoyne. Mm -hmm. Have you sought any advice from Sean, or has he offered any to you? Yeah, actually, um, quite a bit. And he's a, he's a pretty shy kind of guy, Sean. So since this women's league um, has started, he's actually been really really involved and. Um, He's given me. He's dipped into his Puma account, and I've got a, a few, <laughs> few boots from him uh, this season. So. I mean, more so in the way you play your foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, he, he's definitely um, uh, given me a, a ton of advice, especially uh, just around stoppages. And you know, I think um, nobody does it too much, too much better than Sean. Mm. And again, uh, I'm biased, but he's, uh, you know, he's such a smart player, and it'd be silly um, for me to not ask him. For some advice, so he's been he's been fantastic. What was your advice to Erin? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really go over the top too much with Erin. Uh, you know, uh, I was more of saying just enjoy it and to be yourself. You know, to be a leader. And um, but, you know, I left it all up to the coaches. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to see a father interfering uh, too much. But Erin and I did used to sometimes sit down and watch a replay together and and just have a look at a few things that happened and how she maybe get a little bit better, you know, run to a space and... Were you critical? Um, yes. <laughs> now, the reason I ask that is because yeah. the question I get asked a lot about Dad is, what was he like? Because with my tennis, yeah. people would say he was a bit like Demir Dokic. Oh, yeah. and, and But with footy, he was so much calmer, so much better. And I used to get anxious on the tennis court yeah. because I always knew Dad was watching me and probably being critical. Yeah. Is that how it felt for you? No, I mean, no, I never felt any pressure from... From dad, um, like he's he's so emotionally invested as well. I think we we had a game in the parade, played Brisbane, we lost um, by, by a few points, and you know I could see it when I come home he was he was cut up just like me. <laughs> and then um, it was I don't know maybe 5:30 in the morning I woke up I couldn't sleep took one of the 
babies out in the in the living room, and there was Dad <laughs> awake too. Um, and like we, sh I think we watched the replay, didn't we? Yeah, so we might as well yeah. get this over and done with. <laughs> Rip the bandaid off and just watch it, and then um, we felt okay after it. So. Yeah, for good. I, I, the important part when you do, you talk to someone about footy, and you, know, you, you give them the things they could have done a bit better, but then you really focus on the things they done well. You know, so. Yeah, while she was doing some things wrong, there's a lot of things she was doing right, so I just kept pumping her up. Let's cut to the chase. You've been a huge name in Adelaide for 40 odd years. What's it like now to be known as Erin Phillips' father? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just come leaving the airport today and people wanting Erin's autograph and getting to Melbourne, people want photos and autograph, and I'm standing there, well, anyone can ask me? You know, <laughs> there's no one there. So, yeah, I'm in the background at the moment, so, but, ah, oh, look, it's fantastic. I love it. I just like the um, all the publicity that she's getting, and, and yeah, no, she fully deserves. Erin, tell me about your first session at the Crows. Uh, a little birdie tells me that you went into a contest and you nearly killed someone. Mm. You approached coach Beck Goddard and said, "Can I address the group?" Yeah. Tell us what you said. Yeah, I, I, I guess we were um, we weren't training. I don't think uh, at that point of time uh, at the highest standard. I thought we we were capable capable of. And I said to Beck, look, just can I have just one minute? Um, and I brought everyone together and I just said, you know, you know basically, what, what is this? If, if we want to be serious contenders, not just participants, but serious contenders, this, we need to go, we need to train as hard as possible. And I always say, every session that we get together is an opportunity to get better. I believe you may have torn your quad early in pre-season. Mm -hmm. Is it true that you kicked the rest of the pre-season on your left foot? Yeah, so the second session in, um, I tore my quad. And it was funny, after that night, I, I spoke to my Sean um, and I said, I tore my quad and I think he asked me how many kicks that I'd do. And I said, oh, maybe like 100. And he was just, 100 kicks on your, first, uh, your second session, are you, are you crazy? So, so you're saying that's why it happened? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I didn't even know you could get um, kicking injuries. Um, so um, that was new to me. But yeah, look, I spent the rest of the preseason just only on my left foot. Um, and then I had to get medically cleared. So the club was like, you know, you've got to, we've got to put you through a full session on your right. So it was the last session before Greater Western Sydney where yeah, the shackles came off and on the right I went. Well, you kicked three goals. <laughs> I like to, you've learnt something. What? You never ask a question you don't know the answer to. I, I like did that. know the answer to that. <laughs> I knew that. You know, I'm tiptoeing into the minefield here, but I'm yeah. an old fogey conservative, right? I want to ask both of you, mm -hmm. when Erin came to you and you as the family and said that she was gay, what was your response? Yeah, she came, uh, told us that um, she had a uh, partner in Tracy and uh, I knew Tracy... Um, prior to telling me that and um, they'd played basketball together and uh, yeah when I said I said oh that's fantastic yeah and uh, you know if that's your decision you know you're going to get the uh, full support from Julie and I you know and I said to her, I said look um, I said I never picked uh, Rachel my eldest daughter I said I never picked her partner yeah uh, you know and and, uh, and Amy and I said I had nothing to do you know picking Amy's partner so you know I just said I had you know, full support of it. Okay. Relief for you or how did you what was your emotional response? Were you nervous? Um, not really, because I knew the reaction what I was going to get, because it's been consistent f from day one. Um, I've had s all the support from 
both mum and dad of whatever I've done. And so I think I didn't feel um, any, uh, yeah, any anxiety. I was probably more, um, I was probably more concerned with um, how others um, would would perceive them, would you know, would would come up to them and um, you know question them about it. Mm -hmm. But not for one second did I ever question the support of my parents. No way. You came to to Melbourne, played four years at Collingwood, and was clearly in their best side. You went home. Um, was there? Why did you do that when you were going so well here? Yeah, well, yeah, well, Jill and I talked about it. My wife. Um, uh, yeah, we always sort of planned to go home. You had to say no to Lee Matthews, did you not? Oh, <laughs> I did. That was that was pretty hard. I, you know, I had a great time here. I had, like I had John Cole for two years, and uh, then there was Bob Rose, mm -hmm. just the most passionate man, the loveliest man I've probably ever met. He was just so good. And then I had the year with Lee, and but it was pretty disappointing that I, uh, you know, I did go home. When you think about it, but you know, because they ended up winning in 1990. But um, yeah, that's life. You know, I, I don't. You know, you know, I was in the Crows. First um, in the squad, you know, to, when uh, I'd done all the pre-season, and then I pulled out of that as well, and went back to Port Adelaide. So you, when you make decisions, I don't sort of, you know, wish I'd done that or Aaron, wish I went that way. You've got 415 games to go to catch your old man. Did you know that? Well, there's a seven-week season. So how many? How many years? <laughs> how many years is that? Sixty years. <laughs> yeah. um, where does Tokyo sit in all of this? Yeah, um, it's really hard to. Think so far forward, especially having um, you know, two young kids. Um, so we're talking 2020 in the Olympics, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, look, I don't know um, yet if, if I'll be there. Um, this is something in the next few weeks I'll sit down and plan. I don't know how it's all going to work with playing AFLW footy and trying to um, you know, get ready for an Olympic campaign. I mean, We'll have to just wait and see. If Basketball Australia said to you in a couple of weeks' time, mm -hmm. it's AFL or basketball, what would be your call? Yeah, um, look, hopefully that's not what they ask me. Um, I'm not expecting them to, to ask me that. But look, if they did, um, at this point in time, you know, I'd love to, to keep playing footy. But having said that, there is a, there is a void of no Olympic gold medal, yeah. and that still will always be there. So it'd be it'd be hard hard one to give up. Erin, uh, just one practical consideration mm -hmm. for me: the money that the women have been paid has been paltry. Mm -hmm. I think we're all agreed on that. The success of the competition has been overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Would you be happy to play for? Would you you get thirty grand or something? Do you this year? Yeah. So whatever my my rookie salary. Not thirty grand. What is it? What Eight is it? and a half. Yep. What, Erin's are eight and a half. We're on the same. Yep, I got, we got signed as rookies. But you have been worth a million bucks to the AFL this mm. year. Does it still sit comfortably with, with you to just continue to play because you love the game? Or when are you going to get to a point to say, well, I'm entitled mm. to more money from this? Look, I, I, I don't think it's just me personally. No. I think the girls all over the competition deserve more money. Um, they do it tough. They go from a full-time job and come to training um, after being on, on their feet all day, like they they deserve more. Obviously, we know that. But I always say we've got to start somewhere. And now that we've seen the results, it's going to go up. 
Of course it will. It has to. Are you, so I, I know I'm repeating myself, but you're getting eight and a half grand for this year, mm. are you? Yeah. And, you're, and you are as big, and I'm, I wasn't being flippant before, but you're as big a name now as Dangerfield. And he'd be, he'd be mm. getting 850 grand. I mean, playing AFL to me is, was priceless this year. I mean, yep. you understand oh, yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So I never thought I was going to have that opportunity. I thought the, the league was going to come in three or four years later, and then that was probably the end of my uh, sporting window. I was risking a, you know, 110,000 American mm. dollar. Um, which is your basketball contract. Yeah, which is my yeah. livelihood, which pays yeah. the bill. Is, is <laughs> I'll probably just work out now why you don't pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that if you got injured in this, in this AFLW season, yep. your contract with your basketball club was done? Correct, yep. Gee. Yep. Big so, risk, isn't it? That's, yeah. That goes back to the passion mm. you had to play yeah. this game, doesn't yeah. it? And it's, oh yeah, absolutely. And it also goes to show the support from Tracy because you've got to think, you know, my, my, my career in, in basketball supports all of us, now my two kids. So it was a massive risk. Mm. But the risk in it was worth, you know, rather than having the regret of not being a part of this. And so I sat pretty comfortably with that. Which achievement of Erin's has given you the most satisfaction? Oh, you know, no, no, no doubt the football, you know, is right there, but I still remember the um, when they won the first WNBA uh, championship at, with Indiana Fever. Were you there? <laughs> Unfortunately, I was. And I went there prior to the uh, prior to the, uh, the finals because um, if, you, if they missed out, you know, I would have missed the whole season anyway, so I thought I'd just go there, hopefully that they'd get to the finals. Yeah, then she, they won that and... Uh, you know, and then to see her be able to go there where they uh, get to meet the president and all that sort of thing. They, uh, Obama. Uh, Obama, yeah. and she, she went to, you know, they, the whole side went to meet that, and there's a beautiful photo of her and Obama you know, on the front page of our local paper. And, wow. And the advertiser was just, uh, you know, you think, God, what a, yeah. what a, what a ride, what a ride. Yeah. And Funny story about um, on the paper, it was on the front of the, the paper, and morning dad got up and walked the dog, and he got everyone's newspaper and flipped it uh, <laughs> upright so that the first thing they, they saw was my photo with, with Barack Obama. Dad makes uh, me do that when his top 50 came out. Right, <laughs> right eh? Private secrets. Yeah. How are you going? Are we done? I don't think we're done. Have you got just one more? Where do you see yourself with AFLW moving forward? Mm. Do you see yourself coaching down the line? Yeah, I think I love to stay involved in footy. Um, I've always wanted to um, come back to football in some capacity. Like I think I'm, I've got a lot to learn um, with football. Like it's, it's changed since I was 13, but um, I've, I've got a few coaching genetics. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the development side. I, don't, I think being a head coach would be the hardest job uh, in the world. But um, look, I think, yeah, to stay involved in, in some capacity, especially with AFLW, would be fantastic. Erin, you're a star. Everyone knows that now. We've just watched in awe of what you've done in the last three months. It's great to have you. You're only the second woman to sit in that chair. Yeah. Why is that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I ask the questions. <laughs> well, it's a good question. Caroline Wilson preceded yep. you, and, and now you. I think we just wait for very special people. No, I feel very honoured. So, mm. so it's great much. to have you. Great to catch up with you, Greg, Thanks, and Mike. you're entitled to be very proud of your daughter. Oh, too right, but My whole family, you know, Julie's side, family, just... Everyone's been involved and everyone's been to all the games and yeah, everyone's just over the moon, you know. Our little grand our grandchildren running around with Craig Gunzies on and yeah, you know, she's just changed the 
the whole family. They we go one minute with Hawthorne, then with Crows, then the Power. So, but it's been a great journey. I loved every minute. Thanks, the Phillips, for coming over and joining us. Thanks, Thanks very Mike. much, Thanks, Kate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> this has been a Fox Footy production, part of the Fox Sports Network.